you tired of brands marketing at you like you're a computer, not a human? We believe there's more to this business than worshiping at the feet of the algorithm. We're three marketers, Matt Banker, Paige Worthy, and David Hepburn. Marketing can be empathetic, ethical, and effective all at once. I am a fighter. This is Hello First Name, a marketing podcast for thinking, feeling humans. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Hello First Name, the marketing podcast for thinking, feeling humans. I am Paige Worthy, and I do marketing strategy, messaging, and copywriting for businesses that give a shit. And I'm Matt Banker. Uh, I do marketing and messaging for those other types of companies that don't give a shit and really are just after money. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. No, really. Um, <laughs> I work. I work mostly with uh, accounting firms. I have two agencies. We do marketing for accounting firms, and another one that does uh, story branded website design. Excellent. Um, before we dive in, you can find all of our episodes, including YouTube recordings and transcripts in English and Spanish, because we're all about accessibility, and subscribe for show email updates on our website, hellofirstnamepod.com. Um, as you might be able to hear, we are down a man this week. Um, David, who normally runs all of the producer tasks for the podcast, is gallivanting around on a client shoot so we are uh we are shooting from the hip this week and <laughs> um our our topic this week is uh linkedin cold outreach and mm. how to be more effective and we came up with this topic uh because of a post that matt wrote on his own linkedin uh, about how linkedin's primary business model appears to be allowing folks to bypass people's messaging spam filters. So Matt, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about what made you write this post and uh, kind of where you're coming from. Well, LinkedIn makes a ton of sense. It's, it's actually a great platform. It makes so much sense for business. Oh, yeah. um, for me specifically, you know, I'm I'm very much in the B2B side of marketing. I'm looking to work with other companies. Um, I have a business that works with businesses. And also most of my clients are businesses that work with businesses. So it's not this, you know, we're not selling products. We're not direct to consumer. LinkedIn is the perfect place to be for me and for my clients. Okay. Um, but... By far, the, the worst thing about LinkedIn, in my opinion, is the, the cold spam inbox messages that you get in LinkedIn. Yes, can and, confirm. Right. <laughs> and LinkedIn, I mean, we all understand ads, right? We're spending money we, we, on, on ads. It shows up in the feed. Um, it's, part of the, it's part of the deal, right? Yep. The other thing about LinkedIn as a platform is that they've monetized the DM, Right. And so yep. you can pay money to be able to reach out to people that you wouldn't normally reach out to or reach out in mass to a lot of people with these cold DMs. And um, sometimes it's like an in-mail where it's basically a sales pitch directly. But a lot mm -hmm. of times it's a it's a DM from from another person. Um and it's going to turn around and just be a sales pitch for you, right? Um, and so the fact, though, that LinkedIn has decided to really let people get into your inbox by paying them a little bit of money, mm -hmm. I, I have some worries about LinkedIn as a platform that that's going to be the thing that, you know, could potentially drive people away from it or yep. causes some people to not use it effectively. 
and especially causes people to ignore their inbox, which is bad for the rest of us who do want to use LinkedIn to network and connect and grow our um, grow our connections um, yes. within within LinkedIn in a in a in a good way. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I'm a little bit annoyed about LinkedIn. <laughs> and I I think it's important to to pause here and let people know like it's great to use LinkedIn for your business. Like that's mm -hmm. what it's there for. Um, find your people, connect with your people, sell to your people. Um, mm -hmm. there are, there are so many great reasons to continue using LinkedIn, but there are, mm -hmm. there are right ways and there are wrong ways. Yeah. And yeah, let's, keep, <laughs> let's keep LinkedIn that way. Actually, yes. I'd rather it be about business and selling. We don't need, we don't need the, um, we don't need to become Facebook or Twitter uh, yeah. in our like political commentary. God, please on let us LinkedIn. not. <laughs> and so, because you mentioned that, I believe that there is a place for some discourse around mm -hmm. current events because the the personal is political, the personal is professional, the professional is political in a lot of ways mm -hmm. now. Um, I think that there are some right perspectives and not so right perspectives <laughs> to share on yeah. LinkedIn, but I, I follow quite a few DEI mm -hmm. professionals who, who share a lot and mm -hmm. who get flack for, you know, like this, you know, this isn't Facebook or like, this doesn't belong on LinkedIn and like, well, mm -hmm. that's a whole other conversation for a different time. Yeah, No, we should, we should have an episode about that at some point. I, I think the, the key is LinkedIn, it is, it is a, it's a business uh, work platform, yes. right? And so like, kind of getting back to our topic is the point is, the reason you join is actually so that you can connect with people that you don't know in real life. Like that is the, the basis of LinkedIn. Absolutely. You want to connect with other professionals, you know, in, in other industries or across, you know, across the world, across, you know, your country, whatever it is. Um, and so it's supposed to be about networking and growing your, your network. Um, and, and what you don't want though, is for it to turn into something that's really like a negative, um, a really negative space that is ends up being primarily personal, but you also don't want it to turn into something that's so commercialized that every interaction is, you know, you trying to sell me or me trying to sell you. And that's, that's like my worry. volleying sales <laughs> pitches back and forth. It is. And I... the best content that I see out there is the stuff that is about personal growth or like expanding and understanding business strategy and tactics and things like that. Um, and the worst is the stuff that's either really salesy um, or the stuff that is, um, it's not trying to start a conversation. It's just trying to, uh, I don't know, like clout chasing, I guess is kind of the, the word that gets thrown out there. Absolutely. But. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's also a lot of derivative stuff that like I've seen, mm. I have seen posts stolen verbatim from mm -hmm. folks who you know have an original thought and then it gets carbon copied onto directly onto somebody else's thing mm -hmm. so there's also room for an episode about plagiarism but that's that's, <laughs> that's not it so matt i wonder if you could i think you and i use linkedin in two different ways um mm -hmm. you're also using it in the same way that i am um but maybe <laughs> there's overlap 
there is overlap. Um, it's your our Venn diagram is actually you're like a piranha, and my little circle is is inside <laughs> the piranha's mouth. Uh, so talk a little bit about uh, you're using Sales Navigator, right? Yeah. So talk a little so bit use... about how you're using that. Yeah. So I use Sales Navigator and I use uh, LinkedIn ads um, for myself and for clients. The great thing about LinkedIn, so this is one of the things that I like about it as a platform, is that you are putting information publicly into LinkedIn, like your job title, mm -hmm. the industry you're in, your your company size, you know, company revenue. All of these things are given to LinkedIn on purpose, right? And so when you do LinkedIn Navigator, Sales Navigator, or or the um, the ads, you can target individuals based on those criteria that they have freely given. And this is different than what Facebook does, which is develop the secret dossier about your internet usage <laughs> based and then on your serve behavior. You ads based on your behavior, right? So it is a thing. It's it's a little bit more transparent and, and direct. You creepy. know that you're getting Yeah, I think it's a great I, I that's the thing I love about the LinkedIn targeting. And so I will use Sales Navigator to identify an audience. And I have a pretty narrow niche of who I work right. with and who I'm wanting to grow my, you know, network uh, with. And that's accounting firm owners who are of a certain size and who have a big enough business that they could potentially afford the services that I have. But I'm not using Sales Navigator to then pitch them um, to sell them on my services. So my goal is generally to increase my connections with my yep. ideal customer. And then I want them to be able to see content that I'm posting in my feed uh, and for them to find that to be beneficial and for them to um, to see, basically to develop trust over time. But I am intentionally using it as a way to connect with my ideal audience. Yeah. Um, but, and so- But once yeah, you have connected with these folks, the, the hope is that the development of a relationship can be super organic, right? Mm -hmm. Like Navigator yeah. helps you find the people and gives you an in to connect, but then it's kind of up to you to actually build that relationship based on a shared interest. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think there are some people who, who do, who can do pretty well, um, where they actually, they share knowledge or information in the DM. Mm -hmm. um, I don't typically do that. Actually, I just, I use a simple message that is just, you know, I'd like to add you to my network. Um, if they're, if they're interested, they'll, they'll connect. Usually they'll click on my profile and they'll mm -hmm. see if I'm in the same space. Now I know my acceptance, acceptance rates are down from what I'd like them to mm -hmm. be because everyone else that I get DMs from follows up that sort of message or any sort of message with a, hey, can we hey, book buy a my quick stuff. call or Let's talk. I'd really like to partner with yep. you, you know, something like that. And and I don't think I, I don't think that you should do that because not not because it's just like a bad way to be a human, which I sort of think it is. But um, maybe I, I think there are some probably with you. cold. I'm sure there are some cold outreach people who disagree with me and who who do a good job of this. But um, I I want them to see good content and I don't want them to feel pressured. I don't really believe that that's a very effective way for me to get calls. And also, I the last thing I want is to get on a sales call where I have to convince them 
that I'm trustworthy. Like I want that to be, I think of it as the difference between farming and hunting, right? Like I want to farm those relationships, which are going to take a long time. Um, but over time, it's a little bit more predictable than if you're, you know, going out and trying to find, um, a sale, uh, you know, like you're, like you're hunting. Well, and I think it's, it's that whole inbound concept. Like I know that you're doing outbound outreach, but Mm -hmm. the goal eventually is to put enough information in front of people that's useful to them that they're eventually going to realize like, oh, I absolutely have to have a call with this person because they have the knowledge I need. They have the solution that's going to, you know, get at my pain points. And that's, yeah, the farming part of it. Mm -hmm. Like you, you plant a seed and something grows out of it. I think, Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Um, so I think of LinkedIn Sales Navigator as the like planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's some tactical things. If you're going to do this, uh, you, you do pay for a Sales Navigator account. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, How much does that cost a month? That's a good question. I, I, I don't remember. I think it's like 80 bucks a month. So okay. it's not the cheapest investment um, if you're kind of a solo uh, person. But if you're a larger organization, it makes sense. Uh, a couple of things I'd say. I think it makes a lot more sense for me as the business owner to be reaching out and connecting mm-hmm. with people than for it to be like a junior salesperson yep. um, doing that. Two reasons. One, credibility. Um, they're less likely to accept. And two, when you think about, I want them to connect with me and then see my content, a junior salesperson doesn't have the insight and knowledge to be posting right. on LinkedIn with that sort of valuable stuff as well, which is sort of the other point. If you're going to use DMs as a way to grow your audience, you also need to be active on LinkedIn outside of DMs. You need to be, you know, posting valuable information and not, um, it's not just inspirational quotes. Um, You know, you should have something to say. I'm a big believer in LinkedIn as a platform, but you got to use it holistically for it to be effective and for it to be used correctly. Yeah, I agree. So that's a really good tip for, you know, doing this right um Mm -hmm. so yeah consistently sharing that valuable content uh before you start building a presence where you're connecting with people and trying to plant seeds like if Mm -hmm. i don't know i guess if the soil you're planting your seed in is it isn't rife with nutrients nothing's gonna Mm -hmm. grow i don't know we could take this metaphor as far as we (laughs) want to yeah Um, yeah i think i think that makes perfect sense um i'm working with a client right now who has a fully b2b audience they they work in the diversity equity and inclusion space and all the people that they would want to connect with are using linkedin um Mm -hmm. and they were like yeah we want to we want to do some some linkedin advertising like we really want to start working working our network there and i have have a couple of times we haven't gotten to this point in our on our in our ongoing relationship to mm-hmm. to be at this point, but um, you know, really stepping back and thinking like, okay, how do we want to show up on LinkedIn? How can we mm-hmm. create value? How can we signal boost and amplify the voices of people who are mm-hmm. already making a big investment in sharing DEI content? Um, and then how can we create some some good value that differentiates us from Mm -hmm. all of that. There's a lot of, I'm not going to call it any of it noise, but there are a lot Mm -hmm. of voices adding to the conversation right now about DEI. So 
I happen mm-hmm. to think my client has a really distinct offering and a lot, a lot that they could bring. But you have to be really conscious of what that is and figure out mm-hmm. okay, how are we going to flesh this out. So yeah. definitely a long game where that's concerned. Um, LinkedIn is not an instant gratification platform, any way you slice no. it. And I don't think any I don't think any social media platform really is. Um, you know, I am by no means a cold outbound outreach expert. That's not. I didn't come I. up through sales. I'm I'm a marketing guy. Um, the if you really want a great one two punch with LinkedIn as far as content, mm-hmm. combining if you if you set the same criteria for your sales navigator where you're connecting with this audience. And then you use ads. Now, I like to use ads, um, on, especially on LinkedIn, not as a like, here's an ebook that you can download and get onto our email list, mm-hmm. or here's a, you know, book a demo, that kind of stuff. What I like to do is think of it as a way to guarantee distribution to the right people. Okay, so, so like are, you, are you boosting, boosting content rather than putting an offer out there? Yeah. So that. So if, if you think about it, you're connecting with people who are your ideal customer, mm-hmm. and then you're using ads to make sure that they see the best content that you've created, the yeah. stuff that's gotten good engagement in the past. And again, it's not it's not a hard sales. It's to build that credibility and trust over time. And you can do all kinds of things with retargeting. So, you know, if someone does click on a link or, or interact mm-hmm. with that ad, you can you can then send them stuff that is a little bit more like, hey, here's what I do if you're interested, book a call. But Initially, I'm using those two targeting channels as a way to connect with the right people organically, posting organically, getting signals about what kind of content resonates with my Mm -hmm. audience, and then using paid to guarantee that that good content gets in front of more people. And then that's going to build credibility and multiple touch points over time. And it's really, it's still an inbound uh, strategy. The goal is not to like get the click through and book a call as much as it is yep. to raise awareness, grow, you know, your audience and, and what, and I, well, awareness and trust with people um, over time. I love that. Okay. So keeping things short and sweet today, um, what mm-hmm. are, let's talk a little bit about some other um, beyond sales navigator. Like if someone's mm-hmm. not ready to invest in a paid product from LinkedIn yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about doing doing good content. Uh, so mm-hmm. writing good content, adding value. I would also say, um, and I may be biased, but bring a unique perspective. Um, have mm. a point of view when you're posting. 100%. Um, for me, in, in using LinkedIn, self-selection and self-qualification are really important to me. So mm-hmm. I want, honestly, I want just as much for people to, you know, see my content and realize like, oh, she's a little much for me. Like <laughs> I would I would much rather have someone mm-hmm. come to that realization on their own before we have a conversation that this is not the right type of relationship for me. Great. Yeah. Don't be afraid of that. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you are planting a seed and you are a wildflower and somebody is expecting a, you know, beautifully performing rose, mm-hmm. better that they should say, I'm tired of this metaphor fully, by the way, <laughs> well, <laughs> I am here by ending the, the yeah. gardening farming metaphor. <laughs> so I, I have a background, actually, I studied 
I, I studied conceptual installation art in college. Of That's what my did. degree of my degree is in. Um, I like to tell people if you've if you've gone into a, a a modern art museum and you see something that makes you a little bit angry and makes you think that all art all all art must be a joke that artists are playing on the public and getting paid you know millions of dollars. That's the type of stuff that I studied and, and created in, That's in college. That's kind of my favorite stuff. Oh, it's, I think it's great. And, but part of the point is if you go into an art museum and it makes you a little bit of, a little bit angry, that's better than just like brushing past it and not paying attention at all. Yeah. Like the goal of, I mean, we can say content, you know, of art, of, of creating things. You want something Make that does people arrest feel. people's, yeah, you want to arrest their attention. Um, we have a mantra uh, at Banker Creative. Sometimes we, we say different is better than better. Like having a point of view and being able to stand out is going to is going to be better. You're not going to maybe connect with everyone, um, but you're going to connect with the right people if you are distinctive. And so uh, that's a good goal is to have. better than better. I like that. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking I'm looking at my notes here. Um, this I'm actually interested in what you what you described your sales navigator approach as. And you said it sounds like when you send the invitation, you're essentially just saying like, hi, I want to connect. Um, do you, pretty much it. do you personalize at all? Uh, I was personalizing mm -hmm. for a while. Um, one of the challenges with Knit Sales Navigator and with some of these other things is it, it can be hard to identify who's actually active on LinkedIn. There mm. are a lot of people who create a profile and then, and then just disappear. Um, and there's a lot of people who have very little, they might be on LinkedIn pretty regularly, but they've done very little to cultivate their own profile. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to personalization, you may not know, they may have never posted. You might not know anything about what they're interested in, but they might be a lurker. You know, they're just, they're, they're scrolling through yeah. LinkedIn, um, reading things. So, um, I, I decided at some point to just keep it short and sweet. I had a, I had a template outreach, um, you know, paragraph you have a, a character limit if you're not using the in-mail uh, connection that that was hey i'm matt banker i'm in the accounting or i, I do marketing for accounting mm -hmm. firms this is not a sales pitch i just hope you know that we could connect and add value to each other's feeds yeah. um, so i've used that version of outreach before and i've just used the hey i'd like to add you to the network um i haven't seen a massive difference in terms of the acceptance okay. rate maybe um, like the people who are going to accept are going to accept regardless that's that's kind of what i've decided um one thing that i do uh is is i go through my out like my outreach requests you can do this in your um in your network tab in LinkedIn mm -hmm. and, and re remove or what is it? Rescind a request that's over three weeks old that hasn't been accepted. Oh, interesting. Um, and that can actually increase, like if you have too many outbound requests that don't get accepted, uh, LinkedIn will start um, penalizing you. I think in the throttle feed, you. Um, yeah. And it, it makes sense, right? If you're just sending out, uh, you know, lots and lots of requests and no one yeah. wants to hear from you, their algorithm is saying, yeah, this person's not so, important and they they're they're not a great unscrupulous, <laughs> value. unscrupulous connection carpet bomber yeah 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 well i think i mean at least there's some degree of of gatekeeping or at least gate mm -hmm. i don't know gate watching on linkedin's <laughs> yes. parts um yeah, yeah. Um, speaking to uh template use 
templates mm -hmm. can be great, right? Yes. But, <laughs> um, we all know the name of our podcast, Hello First Name. My God, check your templates. Um, <laughs> if you are going to send anything templated, just just give it a quick look. Like it's already I... it's already made your life a little bit easier. So just like just have a peek. Look for your and if you're going to use a template, put like big fat brackets or asterisks mm -hmm. or something that's like, hey, dummy, replace this. <laughs> replace me. Um, cause cause that's a bad look. Like nobody mm -hmm. nobody likes getting an email or a message that's addressed to. I get so many emails to Patricia. It's just not even funny. <laughs> It's not even funny. Um, it's kind of funny. I know I've sent out an email before where it was Brian, comma, you know, Dale, comma, and then the message, you know, because I copied <laughs> and pasted in the wrong yep. thing. And, you know, I, th it it's not a good look. It the best of us. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think templates. I think if you screw it up, there's, there's room for a mea culpa that could open the door to... <laughs> you know, a, a funny, you know, haha -ha moment that mm -hmm. actually ends in you connecting with someone and um, proving to them that you actually do have something to say. Yeah. Well, maybe just as we kind of wrap up here as a as a recap. So LinkedIn is pretty good for business and networking. Um, it is okay, I think, my opinion to connect with and expand like to, to use dms and the stuff to Absolutely. expand your audience Absolutely. and i think it's the right way to use linkedin um i i don't think that you should push for a sale uh in dms i i think trying to book a call is generally not the best i get more annoyed the more messages i get from someone like Correct. hey not sure if you saw my my message um i don't quite get to the point where i'm always uh like removing the request but if someone does annoy me with a couple i might go through the process of actually getting them off of my um off of my oh, connections and i'll I just don't, i'll don't do it in that. a heartbeat um <laughs> yeah i i'm sure that surprises no one um but i i'm very very fastidious in mm. curating my feed mm -hmm. um yeah and i you know i think i think it's important for us to know who our people are on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. I somebody somebody on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago uh, left a comment that wasn't okay, and I I like shame tagged a couple of their connections and was like, "Hey, gather your people." And mm. one of the women who I tagged was like, "Oh, well, yeah, this would, you know, I'm I'm kind of over this guy, but for me, LinkedIn con connections don't equal endorsements." And I'm like, "Well, why not?" Mm. Like. Mm what does that say about the professional company you keep? Like, I don't, hmm. I don't know. So anyway, I, uh, I have no qualms about calling hmm. the herd. Yeah. I, for me, it's mostly a, a time consuming thing. You know, is it worth going through the time? I wish, I wish there was an easier way actually to just remove connections. It's not, it's not the quickest thing. Sometimes hey, LinkedIn, I'm, are you I'm listening? LinkedIn. Please make it easier <laughs> yeah. to strike people from the record. It'd be great if you could filter around, you know, your own connection request, you know, mm -hmm. people who have not posted um, in whatever time just to be able to see, you know, who's worth being connected to. Because I think yeah. a lot of LinkedIn accounts are, are especially these DM accounts are just set up as a way to like do outbound sales. And then that yeah. person gets a different job and, and they don't, you know, they don't use it anymore. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, again, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn can be, can be pretty good. Um, I, it's a place that if you're going to be there, I would say you should, you should be active in multiple areas. That's kind of the, you know, not just DMS, you need to be posting content and, Absolutely. um, and being, you know, interacting with other people's content. Um, one thing I'll say is if you're not going to do sales navigator and you want to try to figure out who you should network with, um, a tip that I would give is, uh, now it's a lot easier. I actually think I can use LinkedIn as a as a connection, um, like an outbound connection tool, more easily than you can, Paige. Because, because you have a niche. I have a I have a narrow yep. target market. So yep. um, if you have a niche, you know, go. What I would say is find the conferences that mm. the people in your market are going to, and then you find the keynote speakers at those conferences. And you follow those people and then look in the comment threads as ways to find Love the people that. who are in, like, in your market. So that's a good way Sorry. just organically yeah, to find them. They don't seem to have conferences yet for businesses that give a shit. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Um. Yeah, I, maybe maybe you got to run that conference. I feel like there are a lot of businesses that self-identify. Um, in that way, like oh, business owners, founders yeah. who who like who want to think of themselves that way. But yeah, it's not a yeah. hasn't consolidated into a market that yeah. um, well, you and can buy a list for. <laughs> people people define shit giving in a lot of different ways. So um, yeah, my it, yeah, it's stuff. Yeah, but um, but I do find my people. Um, I've had mm -hmm. some some connection requests from a couple of really neat women who saw my headline on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. sent me a message literally that said, I read your headline and I thought, oh my God, I have to connect with this mm -hmm. woman. They're, they're great people. They share insightful mm -hmm. content. And um, we have DM'd a little bit and mm -hmm. I have found out about the, the products that they offer. And they actually seem like they could be a great fit for me in the mm -hmm. future when circumstances dictate. So I, I am not unsellable. And, yeah. you know, I, I've had a couple of people, um, I'm, I'm on the dark social side of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I've had a couple of people reach out through my website with the one line free text. How did you find <laughs> out about me that said LinkedIn? Um, mm -hmm. I, I really did do that the afternoon that we recorded that podcast. Listen Good. to the consent in marketing, uh, episode, episode one, if you want to mm -hmm. know more about that. Um, but yeah, it's. I used to be super anti-LinkedIn. Um, I mm. just thought it was uh, forever upholding the bro code and there was nothing mm. good happening there. It was just like people selling, blah, blah, blah. And once I started finding my people and figuring out what I wanted to say and mm -hmm. getting kind of algorithmically connected with other people who share that kind of content, it's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. If you find that you're turning your nose up at LinkedIn or the idea of using LinkedIn for selling or growing your business, like take a step back and think about like, okay, how are you using it? Is there a way that you can create a more constructive presence or mm -hmm. find more stuff that aligns with who you are and how you want to show up as a business? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's not a one size fits all in any way. So yeah. that's, that's my parting shot. Are you are you more likely if you see someone whose content you think is really great? Are you more likely to follow them or make a connection request? It depends. Um, I for people who you know whose stuff is going viral, 
Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to connect, but um, yeah. but I have you know connected with people within the comments sections who have had mm-hmm. really incisive things to say, and mm-hmm. those have led to really good conversations. So I agree that um, you know the the big deal folks can can be a really good source <laughs> for um, you know potential I don't know fertilizer. I I can't yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll have to map this out in an infographic the uh, uh yeah i'm the, sure somebody can do that so. <laughs> um maybe well. maybe it'll make as much sense as the story brand airplane maybe. <laughs> we should be so lucky <laughs> all right more well, about that later should leave, too should yeah. we leave it there let's leave it there um all right well until next time when we are back to being three this has been hello first name the marketing podcast for thinking feeling humans you can find us at hellofirstnamepod.com you can also find matt and me and david on linkedin if you want to see us practice what we're preaching and uh yeah i'm Paige. i'm matt see you later i am a